0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. The Lord is the strength of our salvation, and today that goes so befitting with the topic that I'm going to begin, I know I'm not going to finish at the beginning, but I know, yeah, in there, so, thank you for listening to the broadcast, this is Sunday Mornings in the Word, where we study the Word of God systematically. I've, that was Sister Erica Savidra ministering. The Lord is my salvation. I would encourage you to get um, that CD as well, Amen. And of course, you know we're featuring artists of our music association on here, so I wanted to also incorporate that on Sunday. Just a little bit of snippet uh, to get us ready for the word. No, let's not further delay. Let's pray. And get right into the lesson. Father, we thank you and praise you for the day long and the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad. We thank you for all the opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I do learn and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and liberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church and Father and everything that shall be accomplished and revealed. You be glorified, for it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we can praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, we're coming back to our theme, The Overcoming Way, and we have through already um three divisions of this, and this is our fourth division that we are launching today. And we are still in the section of overcoming the world. All right? But before we get into that, I do want to do a healthy review today, and then we'll get into some new information and begin what I'm calling um, the empowering the warrior spirit, further insights on spiritual warfare. And we started spiritual warfare last Um, A few series ago, and of course, you know, in between there, we talked on Leading in Prayer, the LIP series, which has been awesome. And I may continue that um, as the Lord uh, leads, but we have such a solid foundation on what has already been taught that we could come back to our things. And I like to break it up after each section so we can get some new information. There is another series that I'm going to be teaching on, but I I felt with The Overcoming Way, we're going to spend a healthy time um, toward the end of the year in faith. And so um, I'm going to do that teaching, but I'm just going to use it as a means for subscription. And I talked about water in the desert. You heard me give a a little uh, social media of a desert with a glass of water. And, of course, you know, water, in order for water, water to be in the desert, it's got to be a miracle. It has has to be supernaturally imported or somebody has to bring it there. Amen. And so um, the Lord wants us to know it's a prophecy in Isaiah that um, he wants to bring water in the desert for us. And that is the anatomy of faith. And I'm going to deal with that as a subscription for our new radio broadcast for ministers only, as you know. When we originally started uh, Urban Glory Radio, which was called Youth SWAT. It was for the Minister's Fellowship. And so um, uh, we found out that the body of Christ needed ministry, so we kind of focused on the ministry. But then the Lord told me to go back to some of the roots that we have. And um, there's a a program specifically for ministers and topics that I'm going to deal with that I would never deal with on this platform from ministers only called Answers by Fire. We're gonna have interviews, exciting interviews. Minister Shannon, and that is one of the first interviews that we're gonna have on some very topic that um the body of Christ, especially the ministry leaders need to hear. And there's some teaching uh that I'm going to be teaching like um, empowering the ministry of morality, the Messiah's mandate, a review of Christology and um Uh, spirit competency, advancing the art of preaching. Um, Some things, some other issues that I'm going to deal with specifically for ministry. So I'm putting a plug in for that as well. Amen. So there's a lot of things going on, but I definitely want to uh, pick up where we left off on the overcoming way, Division 4, the overcoming way. Um, And we are talking about empowering the warrior spirit. It has been our goal and our objective to affirm the pursuits of knowing God more intimately so that we can serve him more faithfully, to awaken core values that establish our convictions of the advantages that we have as a result of being established um, established in Christ and as, as God's word or having God's word as final authority. It is to answer systematically the value of, of having a theology that is based on Overcoming and advancing in that lifestyle of overcoming, um, and we said the way we're going to overcome is by overcoming sin, overcoming the world, and overcoming by faith. The to ultimately is faith, but we've been building that by saying if we cannot overcome sin, if we cannot overcome the world, we will not be entering to faith. Those are the those are the prerequisites accomplishing power, and this is why a lot of people are struggling as Christians. Um, they don't know that they can overcome sin. They really don't believe it. They really don't know that they can overcome the world. They don't even know how. They don't even know why they're doing what they're doing. <laughs> you know, after they get saved, you know, they they got saved, they felt a little convicted for a second. They raised their hand up, went to an altar. She had a few tears got involved into a church, got into ministries, tried to be dedicated, you know, straddled the fence, dealt with that, and Next thing you know, life hits them. This is what this teaching is for. Because a lot of times we think that we, we have something, we shall overcome, and we still haven't overcome. Because the word shall, of course, it does say it's a definite guarantee of something that's going to take place in the future. But we, are, well, some of us have glorified the future so much that we don't experience the overcoming way right now. And you have a lot of things going on in the world and in the, in the life of a Christian because they don't believe they can overcome sin and overcome the world. And so what we've done is we've done a healthy teaching on what it means, what is sin, what is sin all about? What is the world all about? We talked about how sin separates us from God. It's subjective. Excuse me. It's subjective to the choices that we make in life. It sensationalizes a perverted reality. It seeks secular approval and affirmation, and it succeeds by default and defect so as long as as long as these uh traits are taking place, thank you as long as these traits are taking place, we'll continue to see the expanse of these things. So, in division one, we learn that we can advance our nature by being led by the Holy Spirit, we can advance our nature. By being led by the Holy Spirit. His way to the truth reveals the powers of obedience, which is compliance to an authorized order adaptable to human behavior that yields one's personality to the authority uh, that's called obedience. So we obey from the heart, we obey. From knowing the doctrine of Christ, and we have obedience because of righteousness, and that's what we dealt with in Division Two. We talked about overcoming the world, and and I really, I didn't expand overcoming sin that much, but I did deal with sin a lot. Um, and we got some great teaching on that, um, on that, um, of how we can overcome sin. But I also dealt with overcoming the world. And this is where we've been. And I want to give kind of a review for that because you need to understand when the scripture talks about the world it is not talking about the earth. And people people assume that assumption is the lowest form of learning, knowledge, or thinking. But people assume that that the earth so what people especially people in church they try to they try to curse the earth. The earth is not curse. Of course, that one day the earth will be renewed, and um, but the earth itself, the earth is not cursed, but the world system is the system of belief, which uh, is cursed. Amen. So uh, we we need to know that it is not, when we talk about overcoming the world, it is not talking about the earth, but rather the system that was established outside of the influence and the authority of God. Because of that system, it is hostile to the people of God, and we have to learn how to develop a defense, and our defense is warfare. Okay? So when we learn that the system is systemic warfare, steps, right strategies that Satan has, has introduced to the world to establish itself outside of god we have to we have to combat that system, and that's what the warfare is all about. Remember Satan seeks whom he may devour doesn't mean he can devour, but he seeks he sets to establish his system as the prince and the power of the air, he starves of the spirit now from the supernatural. Why? Keep you natural. Keep you thinking that it's your ability, your might, your power that causes you to do something. Boy, I'm a, we're, going to, we're going to go into an area today that I think is going to be awesome. This is just the review. And then it, it stops you, it, it attempts to stop God's agenda, even though he knows he can. And we know that Satan is defeated, and we need to know that he's defeated. We have to activate our spiritual authority. By studying the word of God, submitting to God, staying out of sin, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and stepping up to the plate. Amen? Now, in the last uh, uh, teaching, which was volume, uh, we did uh, Swiss, I believe. It was steps, then it was Swiss. um, The Swiss movement. We dealt with how systemic warfare our systems that are created to allure, entice believers. And entice believers from a spiritual reality. It suggests an alternative to what God has desired for us, and so we have to know that um, that 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 system, systemic warfare, and its spiritual solvent. That system is counteracted the, the um, through spiritual scriptural competency, thinking with the Holy Spirit. Securing our uh, our realized gifting, sticking to the standards and sanctifying God in our hearts. Now listen, the enemy loves to control areas of our lives, and I didn't teach this on the last lesson, so this kind of helps us with this. But in the area of our lives um, is where this warfare comes about. Why are we warring? You ever wondered that as a Christian, as we have given been given all things that pertain to life and Godliness and the knowledge of Him? Why are we warring with the world? And that's what this series is really going to answer. Um, because I asked the question in the last uh, series, why is the deliverance necessary for the will of God to overcome the world? And I talked about how the power of corruption, conformity, and complacency causes people not to be cleansed, converted, or comforted through the Holy Spirit. It It is because... There was no understanding. The lack of understanding. Now people are not destroyed because of a lack of spirit, but because of a lack of knowledge, because they reject knowledge is perpetuated among their children, Joseph said. So we have to learn who we are, what we have, and what we should do. We are made in the image and the likeness of God. We are one with God. What do we what do we have? We have the mind of Christ. Not only do we have the mind of Christ, but we have all things that pertain to life and godliness to the knowledge of Him. So we have the mind of Christ because we have the knowledge of Christ. And then we can do all things through Christ. And we have to engage it. We have to engage it and expand it. And I and that's what led us into embracing the school of power. I gave you scriptures for that. And then then ultimately, we talked about i gave some 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 clear-cut answers to the strength of scriptural competency, the value of knowing the scripture because there' remember, I told you Satan seeks control, and he suggested an alternative to the reality of God. You have to see that where you are in the spirit and what you have in the spirit is reality over what you see going on in the earth. And the only way you can see that is by faith. So if he can prevent you from reigning in life, he can prevent you from receiving divine reasoning and perspectives. Then he can change your rules of conduct and your routine of affairs and vocation and ultimately change your religion. So you have a counterfeit system Going on, and people are wondering why people who've been saved for years are doing damnable things, and this, and 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 becoming disqualified from the faith in the blink of an eye. And this is because of this one this this one reason, there's distortion. So we have to embrace. We have to. We talked about establishing an understanding of us, engaging the shift. Embracing the school of power, entering the strength, the Swiss by strength. And then we talked about uh, the last um, part about the armor of God. And that's where I want to pick up again and expand because we talked about esteeming Jesus as Lord because it's the enemy of uh, the love to distort the quality of the leadership in our eyes. Who Jesus is? And so there's this. Um, and I gave you non-distortion signs, uh, which, uh, distortions uh, that people try to paint of Jesus. They don't try to make him, they try to make him not, you know, they try to attack his virgin birth. They try to attack his uh, messianic uh, fulfillment, uh, messianic prophecy fulfillment. They try to prevent a lot of things from you having confidence in what God has established through the finished work of Christ. And if you don't have faith in the finished work, then you won't have security that he can work for you. Amen? And so then we talked about signs when you're not ready to engage spiritual warfare. And um and um we in that we gave a lot of information and we just kinda of hit it and quit it. And I wanna expand it in this particular series. Remember there are two areas in which we learn that we must learn. And I'm gonna um that we must know. And these two these two dynamics are the oppositions that we face and the armor that we need. Okay? The oppositions that we face and the armor that we need. So in this series, I want to expand and summarize the principles of warfare. the five oppositions and the eight um, aspects of the armor. Most people say there are six uh, um, aspects, but that's not true. And the scripture lets you know that. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. And this is how we start this this series. And then we'll, we're going to go through some scripture today, as we always do, because we're studying the word of God, studying the interpretation and commentary of bond, but the word of God. Amen. So go to Ephesians chapter 6 with me. It's a great, 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 great passage. Of course, you know, it's the arm of God. But I want you to see that it says. Let's let's uh, let's start with verse ten. Finally, whether we will be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, the whole. And it's in, it's it's funny to me that verse eleven tells us to put on the whole armor of God, but we don't qualify the whole armor. A lot of times in our discourse of this of this passage, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we are not so much against flesh and blood, but against principality powers rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's like our for opposition. Right? Wherefore take on um, uh, wherefore take on uh, wherefore take unto you the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all stand. So that's the fifth one. Stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth, having your Having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shall with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking on the shield of faith, where you may be able to uh, to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked, and take on the helmet of salvation, which is the word of God, which is the word of God. Now there, where is everybody stopped, but it goes on. Verse 18 thing says praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit and watching unto them with uh, all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that reverence may be given to me, that I might open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bond, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So there we know that praying always with all prayer and supplication are, um, in the spirit are seven and eight. Not only with the word of God, you got to pray, and you got to pull on your reserve. Amen? So, the key, with the the two dynamics that we got to key on, are the opposition and the armor. So the oppositions are principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, the evil day. All right, that's the opposition. Okay, the armor is truth, salvation, righteousness, gospel of peace, faith, sword of the spirit, prayer, supplication. All right, and supplication and prayer go together, but they are separate. People make supplication lamenting. They say that it's lamenting, and it's not. Supplication is pulling on your reserve. It's something stored up, stored up. that you have, And that's when you engage in the school of power. Power is what is stored up. Amen? Now that's not the lesson, that's just the appetite. I haven't even got into the content of tonight, today's lesson. We're going to have three points, we're going to have a couple of sub-points in there, so Ephesians 6 through ten, ten through 13 uh, reminds us that we must be empowered in our spirit. And, and verse 13 it, it lets you know it says this, um, Numbers 13, verse uh, 18, praying always with all prayers and supplication, where in the spirit and watching thereto with all preservation, and it goes back into supplication for all the things. <laughs> so it goes back into pulling on that power. Okay, it's vital that you learn the value and the effect of the weapons or these parts of the armor that we use to defend ourselves, okay? So God's armor, Three insights on the impact of God's armor is this. Uh one, we must embark upon discovering the advantages of God's armor. That's what I'm going to talk about first. We must embark upon discovering the advantages of God's armor. So when we talk about empowering the warrior spirit, because, of course, you know, The armor of God, you only put on armor if you're a warrior, you're a fighter. And we ought to fight the good fight of faith, fighting against what? The world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So ultimately, when we engage into overcoming the world, the resolve is ultimately going to be our faith. And when faith is not the ultimate resolve, then the teaching and the thought behind you overcoming is in vain. And this is why I'm teaching this, because we're going to churches, we're opening up our Bibles, but we don't believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. As diligently seek him really should be engaging into the things that we're seeking after, because those that seek him find them. Those that knock, the door is open. Those that ask, they get the answers. So part of getting involved into into the things of God is seeing it work for your life. This ain't no, this ain't no discussion that's just been happening for the past three, three or four million years on the earth. For us just to appreciate it as some type of ideal that we keep in our heads to just Secure our route to heaven. No, we we learn God through our experiencing the supernatural. And what's happening is Satan tries to keep everything about your faith and about what you believe natural, like the power of God is not real, like it's theoretical. And the sad reality is those that are in the church are now are now, because of the pressure of not being real, the pressure of of the need for power, they are subverting to the ways of the world as a means to to, to neglect what they should know for themselves. And that's why we got to get back to this overcoming way, because if you're not a warrior, you won't fight. If you're not in power, you won't fight. So we got to know what the insights that impact God's armor, because God's armor is the same gear that God uses to establish His reputation. God's nature, God's thoughts about His life are revealed in His in His armor. If truth, salvation, righteousness, gospel, faith of uh, the Word of God, prayer and supplication are the are the means by which He is God's armor, right? So that means this is what God wears, this is what you should wear, because this is what God wears, if you represent God. See, and and that's the part that we, 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 we made spiritual warfare just chasing our demons. You get what I'm saying? You know, just, you know, exorcism. We've been watching TV. Some people get so fascinated about devils and demons that they become so hyper that they forget. The armor of God, it belongs to God. It's what God reveals his nature with. Glory to God. God's armor is a means by which we counteract the works of all forms of darkness. Not just demons, but all works of darkness. And most of us do not engage and put on the armor of God in our workplace. Truth, salvation, righteousness, the gospel of peace, faith, sword of the spirit, prayer, and supplication—those are all attributes of someone connected to God's nature. Why? Because the armor of God is the means by which we counter, um, counteract all works of um, and all forms of all the works and forms of darkness. Going to an office, and they're about darkness. You represent the light. See, until we get the religious rhetoric out and start dealing with what is really uh, this, these, these terminologies and these passages are about, we will exist on that on that plane, that natural plane that prevents us from empowering the warrior spirit. Because the warrior that's within us to deal with the life that we need to live is, is found in the spirit, and the spirit needs needs this armor in order to exist confidently uh, on God's behalf. Your spirit man is well. Anyway, we we get ready to get into that. God's armor expands us when we apply its revelation practically and spiritually. See, a lot of times we keep it in one sector. We just keep it for church. And you compartmentalize your beliefs. So God is good enough to go to church on Sunday and pray, but he's not good enough to make decisions when you're at your job and they're challenging your ethical and morality. One, well, let's back up. Are you in the place that God wants you to be in? Or are you in the field because you want to make a certain amount of economic bracket, not being able to trust God to provide your needs and your resources. Oh, we're talking about the overcoming way and seeing God's word as final authority means that we place God's word so high that God can say whatever he needs to say to us to put us in the place he wants us to be, and we do what he says because we have confidence in him. This is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. And our faith is acting on what we believe that we know we know from God. We know we heard from God. See, if you don't know you heard it from God, then you won't have confidence. Faith comes by what? Hearing and Hearing by what? The word of God. And the scriptures say, how can they hear? So my job as the preacher is to make certain that this overcoming way that I'm preaching so hard about, that I'm declaring each week about, is, is engaging us into this 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 reality which God has provided for us. So this is what I want to do in this teaching. I want to strategically expand our outline of God's armor and examine what we know empowers our spirit. Ultimately we do this in the spirit. The armor of God, God is the spirit and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Right? So we have to refresh ourselves on how we expand our spirit's reality Amen. And 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 empower our lives through that understanding. And all in all I get is to get understanding. And then I want to also from um, let us provoke uh um spiritual maturity through uh spiritual expanses Okay? Now I'm only going to be able to. I'm going to have a run through this because I got a few minutes left. Amen. That's good. That's good cooking. All right. Things we should know about us. Hopefully, I'll get through this. And I think this is going to be one of the best spiritual classes that we've ever had. Let's write these scriptures down. Set um, on Psalms, chapter eighteen. Amen. I the Psalms 18. And um, let's go through this quickly. Hallelujah. I have this, but I, I just want to make sure I'm just, uh, in the right time. Yeah. Oh, it's Proverbs 18. I knew something was wrong with that. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 18.3. Amen. Glory to God. As it's Proverbs 18.14. Glory to God. All right, let's write down these scriptures just in case I don't finish. Proverbs eighteen, fourteen, Proverbs twenty, twenty seven, first cor First Corinthians two, eleven, first Corinthians twelve, chapter seven um, verse seven. Jesus three, sixteen through nineteen, and Romans eight, the entire chapter. All right. And we're dealing with the things that we should know about our spirit. Number one, and this is important. I want you to go through the word as quickly as you can. Um with this, but I want you to understand this. The Bible tells us this because we need to empower. We're talking about empowering the warrior spirit. We need to know what what our spirit is all about. I, I can't I can't say this enough. You know the scripture that says the natural man receives not the things of God. Neither can he know them because they're spiritually designed. That means you don't know anything about the spirit, but by the spirit of God. And that's why the script the God can confidently say. You didn't cho- choose me; I chose you. Who you really are is a spirit—you are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. All right. But what you need to know about this spirit man, amen. And, and, it is, and it is the knowledge of your spirit that will control your soul. All right. Now, Bible says in Psalms eighteen, Proverbs eighteen, verse four, that the spirit of man will sustain his infirmity. You know what an infirmity is? An attack on your immune system. Which lets you know, if the world is attacking you, the thing that will sustain you is your spirit. Oh, that's powerful. What sustains us, what keeps us going, is our spirit. Right? Then in in Proverbs twenty twenty seven, now we read these scriptures all the time, but it's, it's, it's important that we know what what we should know about our spirit. You need to know that your spirit is what will sustain you. Number two, you need to know, according to Proverbs 20, uh, 20 um, Psalms 20, verse 27, that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Now, I've been saying that. He delighteth in our way. Which means a candle. A candle is used to light something, to show forth light. Yeah, but I, I thought about something today that I've never looked at. The candle is not the candle of the world or the candle of man, but it's the candle of the Lord. And the word Lord means ruler, controller, sustainer, right? Now, if the spirit of man sustains us, from our infirmities, and then it searches everything out to see if it's of God or not. The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, the light to the world. What makes us one with God? He that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with Him. Right? What makes us one is Him being Lord over our life. The Spirit of Man is the camel of the Lord, so we are connected to God through the Spirit. According to that verse. Now listen, listen. Now that was something that I was just reading, and it pointed out to me in that. And then I went to First Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven. For what man knoweth the things of the of uh, the, of a man except the spirit of man? So the knowledge that pertains to mankind and its existence and its quality is found in the Spirit. It's not found in books. It's not found in meditating. It's not found in conversion or conversation level. It's found in the spirit. So the knowledge, the knowledge that man needs to know about mankind is found in the spirit. The spirit, the place that the, the God's order, God's nature, God's character. Okay? So so these are things that we should know about the Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 12 says that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to profit with all. All right, now go to Ephesians chapter, oh, wow. Go with me to Ephesians chapter, mark down Ephesians chapter 3 and Romans chapter 8 as well, because under two or three witnesses, you know I give you five points. But in Ephesians chapter 3, it lets you know Verses 16 to 19, that God would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with his might by his spirit in the man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, and you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth, of death, the depth, the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that he might be filled with all the fullness of God. And then, of course, you know, there's now therefore no condemnation of those who walk in the spirit walk in um, the spirit, but not in the flesh. According to what the law could not do, then that it was weak in the flesh, God sent his son in the flesh to condemn sin in the flesh, that we might be made the righteous to God in him. Romans 8. Now, those scriptures let us know what we should know about the scriptures. So the spirit, uh, spirit not only it sustains us, it's united to God, it gives us the knowledge of what we need to know. It manifests um it is the manifestation of the of of the spirit that causes us to profit or benefit. It connects us to Christ and in Ephesians and it and, and it frees us to sonship in Romans eight. Those are the things that we should know about the spirits. Now, these passages will uh empower your spirit. Now these passages I'm about to give you. Psalms 84, verse 5, says, Blessed is the man who strengthens, it, um, who strengthens in thee, whose heart are the way of him. Did y'all see what I'm saying? Blessed is the man who strengthens in thee, and whose heart are the ways of him. That's our spirit. Amen. I was supposed to uh, read to you Psalms 121 that tells you, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Why? Because that's the place where our spirit gets his help from. I will take you to Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And then Psalms 23 lets us know that the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. These are the things that your spirit provides off of. Strength, our health, our, our light and our salvation. Our shepherd that we should not want. And then, of course, in Philippians 4.13, it says we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Now, we have to resolve thirdly. Now, now what we did today was we established, number one, that we embarked upon discovering the advantages of the armor of God. We engaged, number two. In the exercise of expanding what we know about the spirit and about who we are in the spirit. Then, lastly, I want you to know, understand that you must be embedded in Him, embedded in Him. So you embark, you engage on the, um, the expanse and you are embedded in Him. Amen. Uh, I know this is this is a lot, but but as we as we build on this, we're going to grow even further in the things of God. Leave you with these thoughts in these last two minutes. Hopefully I won't run out. Um, three thing, uh, things that are vital to um, spiritual empowerment. Number one is the awareness of how vital it is to feed our spirit. We feed our spirit upon the word of God. We feed ourselves upon worshiping with people, um, with the people of God as a catalyst of the corporate anointing. And we feed ourselves by working out our salvation. How do we work out our salvation? we unfold, um, and of course, you know, that's found in this, uh, Philippians chapter 2, work out your soul, salvation, with fear, and tremor, the fulfillment of the Scripture. Um, uh, the Working out your salvation is a fulfillment of the Scripture, which we do by really adapting our soul. Remember I talked about our soul? I want you to mark it out, and I'll teach on this next week a little bit further. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10 and 11, RT. Psalm 35 Verse nine and two and then Psalms one nineteen eighty one. All right, I'm out of time. I want you to understand that in order to work out your salvation, you must you must habitually acknowledge God in all your ways, hear the voice of God first and not follow the voices of others, and hope in the word. Hope in the word, becoming a scholar of what you know God has declared over your life. And I am out of time.